It's time to go into business for yourself. Get ready for another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. Education, insight, and inspiration. Here's your host, small business and franchise expert, Tom Scarda. Welcome to another episode of the Franchise Academy. Really excited today. Got a really great guy on, a really old friend of mine, old in our relationship, not old in uh, his age. (laughs) (laughs) Too late, Tom. uh, Cat's out of the bag. (laughs) Hey, cat's out of the bag. I got Lance Freeman on, and this is going to be cool because Lance has been around in franchising for 25 years. He's now the president of Exponential Fitness, which is eight verticals under one umbrella, under one company. And we're going to talk about that in depth. If you've never listened to the Franchise Academy, this is the place to come for franchise information. Everything you ever want to know about how to buy a franchise, how to sell a franchise, how to turn your business into a franchise, whatever it is, we got it if it's under the franchise umbrella. So my name is Tom Scarta. And I am a franchise consultant. I match people with opportunities based on skills, personality, goals, kind of like the e-harmony of business is what I like to call it. And I work with folks mostly that are frustrated with their career and they cringe at the thought of going to work in the morning. But for the past, I'm going to estimate three years, we've been really placing a lot of people that want to get into a business while keeping their job and build something on the side so when like the next whatever recession hits or or they just happen to get laid off because of something at their company, they'll have something percolating in the background. They don't have to worry about it. They could be that person that raises their hand and says, I'll take the package. I'm out. And, and they got their franchise running. And that's what Lance is all about. So Lance has been around 25 years in franchising, area developer, master franchisor, uh, national franchise developer with numerous top 100 franchise brands, currently the president of development for Exponential Fitness, which is the largest, the largest in the world boutique fitness company. So Lance is a franchise executive, proven track record, more than 3,000 franchises sold just in the past five years. So this is exciting. Lance, thank you for coming on. Good morning. Thank you for having me, Tom. It's, It's an honor. I'm feeling old now, though. <laughs> when I think about 25 years in the industry, you know, but it's, it's treated me well. I kind of fell into it after college, and it really got into my blood early on. And, and uh, I've been on a lot of sides of it. And now I'm just kind of a kid in a candy store because I'm, I'm really in my lane. You know, it's something I'm really passionate about. And I kind of I get to be a catalyst for positive, positive changes. I kind of look at it in people's lives, kind of from what, what you're saying. A lot of people do want to have their own business and, and move into something that they're not going to buy themselves a job with. And, and we like a lot of the components of the, the space we're in. Yeah, it's an amazing space. So boutique fitness. Mm-hmm. Well, first tell me, how did you even get started? You fell into it after college, you said. What happened there? I did. Uh, I was literally working for what we kind of call an original entrepreneur and he uh, had opened a few stores in the, in the Phoenix area of this model. And I was working for him. And then he uh, proposed this idea of kind of franchising this model and opening, you know, hundreds of stores across the country. And I was young and didn't know much about franchising or, you know, I was a business major and, and, but uh, I thought it sounded great. And we, um, we kicked it off and I, it, it kind of bought my ticket to Southern California and opened up uh, 
the first store out there um, with an investor because I had no money at the time. And uh, <laughs> uh, so things went really well with that first one. And we, uh, I ended up um, buying that partner out because I kind of figured out I was doing all the work and splitting half the profits. So I wanted to kind of get him out as quickly as possible. Not that I was, you know, ungrateful for, for uh, the startup with him, but it, you know, it, it got to a point where I just wanted to have it for myself. So I opened up multiple studios over a number of years. And then in, in, uh, in those days, this was more common. You don't see them as much today, but he started to roll out what's called a master franchise model. And um, it, what they look for are operators and systems that are performing well that can help develop a market or a DMA and then be able to support it. And so I was um, awarded the, the master franchise rights to a, a DMA and I developed about 50 stores in that market and supported them for about 10 years. And I always like to say that's kind of, I would say where I really cut my teeth in franchising and, and probably learned more about, you know, really what differentiates someone that does really, really well, you know, in, in their, in their business, someone that's does okay. And, and someone that's not doing so well. And uh, what I figured out pretty early on was that it wasn't that the best owners were the smartest folks or that they had figured out, you know, a magic bullet or they uh, were better at, at marketing or they were doing something vastly different. It was none of that. It was actually, they had one thing in common and that was that these folks followed the plan better than everybody else. And they were, they executed the model really well. And, and my, that, that's why franchising has been good for me, honestly, is I'm not the most creative guy in the world at all. I'll own that. Um, I have other people that do that for me because I know that's not me. But I do, I can't execute if, if you give me a plan. And I think that's um, why franchising has worked really well for me. So, because I get calls from people around the country going, what are you doing different? You know, and I, at the time I felt like an idiot because I had, I felt like I had nothing to offer them. You know, I, all I knew was the plan, you know. Right. But it, it, it turns out I figured out when I started supporting franchisees, I realized, wow, that was really, that was, I mean, it, it's not someone has a better market than someone else or a better location. It's largely execution of these things, you know? Well, if I, you know what, Lance, when I do speaking to franchise companies, I say that there's really three things, three main ingredients that are going to make you successful. Number one is picking a great franchise, which is not the easiest thing to do. Because right. people buy franchises for the wrong reason. Absolutely. So that's where I come in. I help them kind of focus on something that makes sense and buy a business for a business reason and not for a consumer reason. Like, oh, I like pancakes, so I'm going to buy an IHOP. Right. Bad move. <laughs> right, right. And then the next two ingredients is follow the system. And the third ingredient is follow the system. <laughs> it's, it's so true. Well, I've seen a lot in, in two and a half decades. I'd say you get a lot of folks that kind of think they know what they want and, and like, and they get into a model and they end up just hating it or unhappy. They may be doing well, but they're just not really enjoying what they're doing. So I love working with folks that go through your process because I know at least we have more of a potential to line up and then be, to be a happy franchisee making money in our system. We look at it, you know, you can't do something in franchising just for the love of the service because if you're not getting good returns at some point, you know, you're going to want to move on from that. Similarly, if you're doing something just for the returns, but you, you hate, you know, employees or hey, you hate whatever you're, it is that you're, you're working with, you're probably going to get out of that pretty soon too. But if we can kind of match, match both of them together where we've got something that people are really connected with and believe in and can kind of feel like they're, you know, part of that community, if you will. And then at the same time are getting some great returns and being able to scale and not, you know, have some flexibility in a lifestyle as part of that, then 
and it's it's euphoria, man. That's what we look for. It, it, that, that is exactly right. Mm-hmm. And it really has to do with the day in the life of, of the owner. And that's mm-hmm. what I try to get people to submerge themselves in before yeah. they sign anything, before they spend any money. But really understand, you wake up in the morning, what are you going to be doing? Yeah. And not are you going to love doing it for the next year, but are you going to love doing this for the next 10 years? Right. And, that, and that's the most important thing. So exponential fitness. I want to jump into this because I'm chomping at the bit here. Um, <laughs> What is exponential fitness? What's your definition? My definition is it's, it really is the largest boutique fitness company in the world any way you slice it in terms of doors open, in terms of uh, members, in terms of number of classes, in terms of AUVs. It is the biggest. Uh, right now, we've got about 3,000 licenses nationally, which is really almost a 3X multiple larger than anything else in the marketplace. And we have the widest range, I would say just the, you know, brand leading uh, verticals in, in our space, but we're doing something that I feel, you know, uh, is really revolutionary relative to the industry in terms of we're bringing out a model called the X-Pass, which we're going to start seeing showing up in, uh, you know, Costco and Target and in the second half of 2020, where our members will be able to access not just one vertical, but really any of the the other seven verticals. So, and really be in, in the best, the best vertical in that category, whether it's bar or whether it's, you know, head or whatever. Stop you for a second. Yeah. So, so we have eight verticals under the yeah. umbrella of Expo. Yeah. Can you rattle them off the top of your head or? or of course. To- yeah, absolutely. I can even kind of share with you. So our, our CEO is just an incredible guy. I, I call him a, a visionary, but he really felt like, he wanted to create something in boutique fitness that would be really, you know, a legacy leaving as well as, as really kind of, um, you know, I would, I would say just something that we've never seen before in this category. We've seen it with food. We've seen it say with yum brands, or we've seen it with in automotive with driven brands where you've got multiple verticals under one parent, but we hadn't seen it in boutique fitness. So he wanted to create that. And his idea was to kind of create really what he called the core four, which were core four core verticals in boutique fitness, and then the emerging four, and then to have really the grade eight. And we've, we've done that in a really short period of time. It's, it's interesting because the core four, as we look at it, weren't, you know, they were emerging not too long ago when you think about it. But the core four, we, you know, we felt like we had to have yoga as a vertical. We had to have Pilates. We had to have premium indoor spinning. And we had to have bar. And so those were the, the kind of the core four. And then we looked at other verticals that we wanted to get into that we felt like weren't going to be a fad or trend out that were really, as you said, you know, stand the test of time that were 10, 20 year brands. But collectively as a, a grade eight, you have a lot more longevity, you know, with, with that opportunity because your member, uh, we like to say snacks and cheats, but they don't, you know, they don't leave. And so that's the beauty of the model. But the emerging four, really, we got into actually a, really a new category. It's called, you know, Stretch Lab, but it's basically a, it's, it's a dedicated to stretching concept, which is an exploding space and vertical. There's a number of, of, of uh, kind of mom and pops trying, but again, this is really the first one I would consider nationally franchise model doing it. We got into a, a row. It's called Row House, a rowing concept, which again, rowing's been around since it's the first Olympic sport, been around since the ages. So we really felt that was a, a core, a really core vertical. Of course, uh, we, we had to kind of get into a, a, 
some type of hit. We call it a high intensity interval training type workout. So we got into really, it's really a, a, a bit of a dance based cardio hit workout. It's called AKT, actually based in your neck of the woods. Started off in New York. It's called the Anakaiser technique, but it's a, uh, it's really kind of a, a hit type of workout that we have as kind of the, the third and then the fourth vertical. I, we're really, really excited about. It's called Stride. It's basically a premium indoor running uh, studio. If you kind of look at just instead of, you know, a spin bike, we've got a treadmill in there, but it's people really love it. There's a huge running community there. And so those are really the, the eight. And we felt like those were really, again, um, very sustainable verticals that weren't fads that we knew were kind of core to, to fitness, but that people would want to really engage in and be a part of this community and have, have fun while we're doing it. I guess to clarify, so for me, because I'm, yeah. I'm a, you know, a little bit slow, um, <laughs> that means so if I'm a member of Club Pilates, as an example, yeah. and I buy an X-Pass, does that mean I could go to a yoga class or a row class or something like that? It does. Just I'll tell you kind of how it works. There's another kind of technology or, or uh, what we, I would say, a, a, a a platform it's called class pass so it functions a lot like that um, so basically if a member or the way our memberships work across brands is we have kind of a a four eight and then unlimited membership so a member can come in one day a week they can come in two days a week or they can come in an unlimited amount of of, of times per week most on the limited will do three but we're what we're finding based on market research is today the the, the member in boutique fitness has literally three to four memberships that they're paying for right now. Right. So we've, we've figured, we thought, you know, how do we capitalize on that and bring them all into exponential, bring them into our family and keep them happy again with the best brands and the best verticals. So we created this X pass and the way it works essentially is it's not, Hey, you buy an X pass and you just get unlimited classes at, you know, wherever you want to go. It's it essentially gives you access to any of the eight verticals based on a point system. So it's a bit like um, class pass. It's almost the same technology. Or if, for those of you out there that have kids and have been to Dave and Buster's, I call it the Dave and Buster's plant. So if you play the, the, the game that's in high demand, you know, you're probably not going to play as many games and you have to reload on that card a little bit. It's very similar, but if you play, you know, games that are maybe less in demand, you can kind of play farther, right? So it's pretty similar. If you're taking a high demand class at 6 a.m., you're going to use more points versus if you take a class during the midday, then you might be able to, to go, go longer with that pass. Those that have base memberships, let's say you're, you know, you have a base membership at Club Pilates, but you want to do X pass as an add-on, then you'll basically pay, as an example, an additional $50 per month that will be over on that'll sit on top of that and it will give you again access to the other verticals based on that point system kind of sits in an escrow account for the franchise it's really cool because they actually get disseminated monies out of that escrow so everybody wins and, and you don't have franchisees that are, you know, servicing classes that they're not getting paid for. But again, uh, you know, a member can sample another a class, another brand, and they may decide to become, you know, a full member there and do an unlimited there as well. But it lets them, again, kind of stay within because we already know that they're trying to, to do that with, a, you know, other, other systems now, but we want to keep them within our family. Yeah. And, and I think it's brilliant. So if I'm looking to invest in a concept, I like that idea because people get fitness ADD. That's right. Um, where, you know, you get bored after whatever it is, a year. Yeah. You want to try something different. So here I can taste stride and, and yeah. see. I've never done running on a treadmill like that. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. You know, row I love. I've taken, I've, I've been to row house and I just love row right. and, and stretch. Stretch just opened up here on Long Island. 
and it's about yeah. 20 minutes north of me. Yeah. But, but I'm going up there meeting with the owner and I'm going to get some stretch classes going because I think it's one of the most powerful things that you can do. And, you know, our friend David Goggins, who, who uh, spoke yeah. at the event, you and I were both at, yeah. um, he's, you know, he says that stretching saved his life as a Navy SEAL. So it's, I'm all about stretch. It's a huge space. You know, some, it's kind of like retail massage 15 years ago when people went, really, are people going to, you know, pay a monthly fee for a retail massage? And we all know the answer to that with now, you know, 12 or more brands in that space and millions and millions of massages done. So this is kind of like that category now happening. And I think, you know, there's still some people that are going, don't get it yet, you know, but we always say, once you get them on a bench and they really experience it, they'll go, the aha happens and they go, wow, I, I get this. And uh, the, yep. the space is really, really exploding. You're going to start seeing it kind of pop up everywhere. So Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have the president, uh, Lou DeFrancisco, on, um, on yeah. this podcast shortly. So yeah. those folks listening to this podcast, look out for that podcast coming yeah. up. And, you know, what I liked about, I went and visited Stretch Lab myself out mm-hmm. in Santa Monica, I think we were at. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was very skeptical. That's why I went to yeah. see it because yeah. I just didn't get it. But I figured yeah. if you guys are behind it, there must be something going on. Yeah. And so I get on the bench and I get stretched out and whatever it was, I don't remember, 20 minutes, yeah. 40 minutes. When I got, when I finished, I actually had energy. because it, right. Like it opens up your circuitry somehow. I, you know, I don't know what the science is. I'm not, I'm not a science guy. That's, that's why I'm in franchising. <laughs> <laughs> But it did something for me where I woke, I woke up. I was like, oh, man, I feel great. So I think there's a big opportunity there for somebody that wants to be on the pioneering front edge of that's right. Process, right? Yeah. It's interesting you say that, Tom, because that's one of the things that we found in the market research that was we kind of looked at it almost as a diff, you know, an in-between between retail massage and boutique fitness. But what we found from the members is that when you go get a retail massage, you know, you're you want to just go take a nap, you know, uh, but the, it was the opposite. When you come in and get the stretch, you are, you come, you feel like you just, you got your, your, your life back and you're revived and you're ready to get out there and go. And so it's a different feel. It's a little more communal and it's, there's kind of a fun environment with it, but there's some significant benefits for, for people that they're seeing, you know, um, in fact, I mean, literally just this week, it sounds like a pitch, but my, my wife started developing some sciatica, you know, and she, I mean, obviously she's acutely aware of what I do. And I said, babe, you need to go to stretch lab and get that worked out. And she's like, yeah, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. So she went down to the store in Arcadia and got stretched out. And, and she, I saw her this morning after my workout and she said, I feel amazing. You know, and I said, there you go. You know, and so it's, it's really, uh, a full encompassing brand. Um, I, I lo- there's so much to like about it, but I, I like the broad market with it as well. It's men, women, you know, mature adults, youth, athletes. I mean, to mo- moms and professionals in the middle. I mean, it just really is a, a, such a huge market. Right, and I think it's going going to explode once people mm-hmm. really kind of get their head around it. Yeah, um, it's a great thing. But tell me, what are you most excited about right now in regard to exponential in general? It's a great question. What am I most excited about? You know, I, I said it here earlier. I, I get to wake up every day just being uh, a kid in a candy store. I, I, I got into fitness, so, you know, 25 years ago. And then that kind of evolved into franchising because I was, I was with an original entrepreneur that was in that lane. And that's kind of all I've known for two and a half decades. So now kind of being, you know, a part of this is 
like I said, I just, I'm not working a day in my life because I enjoy what I do so much, but I really kind of, I thought my calling in life early on was to really be a, you know, uh, like I said, a catalyst for, for a positive change in people's lives. So I thought fitness was my way to do that. And then when I started kind of getting into business and realizing I could touch so many more people through our, our, our models, you know, hundreds and thousands of people, it became more, even more exciting to me. But I think probably one of the neat things I get to do, cause I, I assist with, um, the awarding and licensing process for our brands. So I get to kind of bring people in the family. I'm also a little bit of the gatekeeper, but it's so rewarding for me. You know, when I have um, someone, you know, let's say I call him a corporate refugee and, you know, a very successful C-level executive that's considering, you know, moving into something like this, but it's, it's to them, it's very different, you know, even though that it's really isn't because they're going to do the same thing in this that they've done in corporate America, which is execute. But, it, you know, it's scary uh, for a lot of folks. And so when I, I kind of help them through that process and when they come on board and I see them and they've, you know, now built three, six or, you know, more of these things and, and have a great lifestyle. It's, it's, it's really, you know, I, I, lo- I love that part of it. And I do, I really enjoy it. So that's, that's what I get jazzed about every single day is, is helping people through that process. And, you know, having signed seven franchise agreements myself, personally, I know, you know, what it's like. And heck, I can always say i, mean, I I've walked in the, in the shoes that, uh, you know, our, our folks are contemplating. And I guess I, I'd feel really good about what we're also doing here. I know, you know, we've never, we've opened 2000 units now. We've never closed a unit. We've never had a franchisee sue and not, you know, stuff happens in systems. If that happens in a system, doesn't mean it's a bad system. It just, it just kind of talks to the way that our, I think our leadership does business yes. and, and how important supporting franchisees is. And so, you know, for me, opening these things is the easy part, but really supporting them and making sure that they are happy and, and making money is, is, is where, where it's really at, you know? Yeah. Well, well said. Yeah. When, when I met, I, I met Anthony Geiser, the CEO and president of Exponential one time, and he, he was just talking in general to a group of people. And what he was saying was really resonating with me. So like when you meet him, you, you kind of trust him. I know there's a lot of people out there that, that blow a lot of smoke in franchising. And, and I, and I, I think I could say this for, for Anthony, I, I think he'll be okay with it. And I think you'll be okay with this. There's a lot of franchise companies that are out there to take your money and they kind of screw you. Exponential really wants to kind of meet you and take you to dinner in a movie, if you will. <laughs> I, I like the way you put that, you know, it's, it's true. You know, in fact, I get people, that are so excited about this. They, they're like, I don't, I don't even want to come to discovery day. I'm, I'm ready to sign. And I'll go, they, and I will, you can't, <laughs> we, you know, we have to have you come out. They want to meet you. You need to meet them. We need to make sure this is a good match. This is a marriage. You know, we want, this is a long-term marriage and we want to make sure this is the, the right fit and not, you know, not everybody's a fit for it and vice versa. But I, I think um, it's, re- it's really important. It's a, you know, I think a lot of companies use culture as kind of a buzzword and, but it, there is a, a real defined culture in this company and, and you can kind of see, feel it, touch it, you know, when you kind of come in and spend time with the, the teams, it's, it's really real. Yeah. That, that you feel, I mean, mm-hmm. the new training center that you guys have in Irvine, California, I think they invested 5.5 million or something to that effect. Am I right? That's right. Yeah, it's 36,000 feet. We house eight brands there. In fact, I just had uh, Trent from, 
uh, out to look at everything yesterday. And he said he's been to a lot of a lot of franchise stores offices, and he said this is he's never seen anything like it. And wow. that, that was a huge compliment. So, well, you're talking about Trent from Trent Havelson from Franchise. I am. Yeah, he spent uh, a couple of hours yesterday with with uh, Anthony and I to really see how we're supporting all these openings. And he was truly, you know, impressed. And so I was, I was excited to hear that from his perspective because he probably has, you know, a, a, a perch, a, you know, on franchising rare to anyone in terms of seeing, you know, so many brands and kind of what, what type of support they provide and, and it, what's really there for them after transaction. And, and he said, I've never really seen anything like this. And, and I concur I mean, I've looked at a lot of different franchises myself. I've owned and operated franchises. Yeah. You know, with the one of the franchises I own, training training was like out of the trunk of uh, the president's car. I mean, it was yeah. like, you know, <laughs> and, yep. and, he, and he admits it if you ever talk to that. <laughs> um, but you know, you got to start somewhere. That's and right. That's so, right. So it's great. But there's a couple of key things that you just said that I want to pick up on. Well, one is that. You know, what I share with people all the time is that the number one reason people, everybody wants to be a business owner and, and have that control, control their own destiny, have freedom. But most people don't do it for one main reason, and that's fear of the unknown. And I always share with people that, you know, your choice between franchises, if you're looking at franchises, it's not the choice between franchise A or franchise B. It's a choice between uncertainty or unhappiness. Yep. So, People choose mm -hmm. unhappiness and they just kind of lay on a nail and, and they hope that that callus is going to form so they can just lay there and not have an issue. But there's always a low-lying level of frustration for people. But I just wanted to ask your perspective. How do you get people over that hump of, you know, that anxiety, that fear? I think transparency is a, is a big part and just uh, of it and just being able to talk it through. Well, I, when I talk with folks in the process and, and I'll go up, you know, how are you feeling? And they're real with me and they'll go, Hey, I'm feeling some butterflies some pregame jitters here. I'm, you know, it's, it's a little scary. I'll, I'll, my response is, you know, good. Uh, because if you're not feeling that, then I'm getting scared because you should be feeling that way. And because it, it tells me that you care about making sure you're doing the right thing here, that you're following the process. You understand the gravity of what you're considering, you know, stepping forward in and, and for us, that's really important because it tells us what kind of partner you're going to be. But it, you know, if, if someone is just, oh yeah, no, I'm I'm fine, and, and then I get a, I get nervous because I'm wondering, are they really taking this seriously, or have they really listened to their feelings? Because <laughs> I always say they they're going to pop almost, you know, and, and yeah. uh, because the subconscious mind does some crazy things to you at times because oh, yeah. it's just something it's something different, and I've seen it a lot. So those that kind of can be pretty real with me and themselves and go, hey, this is how I'm feeling. I always tell people from my side, I'm going to, you know, tell you straight, if it's something that it's a real concern that we're, or a challenge in the business that we're going to deal with regularly, let's talk about it and let's, let's address it. Here's how we, how we tackle that. And then we decide if it's, if that's, you're going to be able to be okay with that. If it's something that's just completely, you know, we've, we've, opened 2000 franchises and been operating for two de you know, two decades. And that's never, ever, ever happened. It's probably not going to happen to you. It's probably your, your right. mind, you know, doing crazy things to you right now. But that's, you know, usually we, I think that's the biggest thing is being able to talk, talk about it. In fact, I just, we just had a, and also I, I think telling people it's okay to walk away, you know, it's okay 
to say no if you if it if it doesn't feel right in your heart, head, and gut. And um, knowing that I, I think helps. We never pressure anybody to do anything, you know, that they anything at all. In fact, we want. I, I'd rather kind of say, hey, maybe you shouldn't do this if you're if there's that much um, anxiety, yeah. you know. And so, on, on, yeah, to that point, you you also used the word gatekeeper earlier. So you help people. Mm-hmm with the licensing and and awarding franchises. So explain a little bit what you mean by gatekeeper. Yeah. A key part of this whole process, I think sometimes the misconception with candidates, especially if they're not working with a great consultant like you is that, you know, it's like, well, what are they offering me kind of thing? And, and that, you know, they're trying to just sell a franchise. It's really not that way for franchisors. They're looking for really great partners in the market to help them build the brand because to be blunt, they're, they're in the royalty business. So the more successful that franchisee is, the more, you know, the more they make from that. Right. So they, they they want, they want winners, you know, they don't want folks that are going to come in. Uh, They're not in the franchisee business. They don't want folks that are going to come in and not be good operators um, or be kind of, you know, pains in their, in their butt either. So, you know, it's, it's part of my role to make sure, and we do this through even through the educational process with my team to kind of ascertain, is there pretty good potential for, you know, for a match or fit with this candidate? Or do we think that they're going to continue just just buck the system or try to recreate the will the entire way? Because we know that that's not going to work well for franchising in general, but our model, they're going to be a weak operator. Can they make a, an educated decision based on information that they're getting? Or if they can't, then then you know, what that's going to tell us is that they're going to do the same thing in their business again when it comes to signing a lease or hiring a manager or hiring employees or whatever business decisions come up in the day, they're going to, they're going to take too long and they're going to be a weak operator. So I think a lot of candidates don't understand that we're actually looking at this and evaluating this ourselves in the process, throughout the process, but especially at Discovery Day when they come out um, and we spend time with them over dinner, so much can be learned from what types of questions candidates are asking, how they receive the answers to those questions, how they're interacting with the team. And from our, you know, from our groups, all of our presidents huddle up with every single team member after Discovery Days, and then they talk about the, we call them awards, you know, and then I huddle up with each president and they'll say, hey, this group was great. They're going to be a great operator. They, you know, they get it. We like them a lot. They're, you know, approved. Or they'll say, hey, we have some concerns about this group. I, we think the instructors are going to hate working for them or that they're not going to, you know, treat their employees well. Or you can tell they're not going to follow the plan. Every, you know, question asked and, and answered was just, you know, you could tell they were just combating it over and over again. We're going to pass on this one. So when we get to discovery, it's not about, hey, can this candidate, you know, financially qualify or do they have a relevant resume that we think, you know, potentially aligns with um, operating a business like this? We're, we're past that kind of stuff. It's, yeah. hey, is, this a, is this a fit? Do we want them in the family, really? And that's, you know, we're fortunate we're to where we can be selective like that. Um, this is absolutely amazing. So we're talking with Lance Freeman, who's the president of Exponential Fitness out of California. Eight fitness verticals under one umbrella, and it's exponential, spelled with an X, drop off the E at the front, it's exponentialfitness.com. And so Lance is talking about even if you have the money to buy a franchise, you may not be awarded a franchise. Exponential does not sell franchises, but they award franchises to, to people who they feel could grow that business and build a royalty stream for the company and also a profit for themselves. So there's a lot that goes into it, and I think that's really important to understand. So Lance, on, uh, when you think about 
awarding, you know, thousands of franchises over the past five years. What's a key ingredient for you that you implore, whether it's a great book that you've read or a technique that you use to make yourself so successful at what you do? <laughs> the first one that comes to mind, Tom, and I've read a number of them, but this is, it's an old school book, super old school, but it's probably, it was probably one of the bigger turning points, I think, in my you know, my franchising career, uh, but it's the E-Myth Revisited. And I'll tell you why real quick. I'll never forget this. And my, I had my first studio and it was, um, it was one of the top performing studios in the country. This is, you know, I'm dating myself again here 20 years ago, but we were at a, a franchise convention in Cancun. That was, that's where the franchisor had their convention. I was down there and, and uh, I was even going to be on a panel because I was, you know, top, top five owner in the country. And I was thinking you know, pretty highly of myself. I was in my 20s doing all right. And, and um, the original entrepreneur, we were, you know, he's my, one of my largest business mentors in my life without question. So he, you know, I have to preface this. He could say these things to me, you know. So, so um, after, after convention, he's, he kind of cornered me and said, um, boy, you had a great year. And, you know, I'm really proud of you. And, and congrats on your success. And he said, I think you're just a effing idiot for still training. <laughs> he said, what are you doing? You know, he, he's, he said, you're just, you're crazy. And he just, he pretty much left it right there. And I was shell shocked and I was so, I was upset. I just, I couldn't believe he'd said that to me. <laughs> how, how, how dare he, you know, what is he talking about? You know, he tossed me that book and I got on the plane and I was reading it. I kind of calmed down, got to my senses, and I realized he was exactly right. I was the technician, and I was just in the trenches of my business, and you know, I, I was making cakes. And so I realized right then that if I was, I was really going to grow and scale, I had to stop being working in my business and start working on it. You know, um, yeah. that's kind of the essence of the book. And so I literally, I probably had a client roster of maybe thirty or more clients that that time. And I had this head trash that, Oh, if, if I'm not in there, then this, my business is going to go to crap, you know? Um, but it was just that it was head trash. And so I, I immediately, I hired well using the process and I hired a, a great, uh, a couple of, of, of team members to take over my client load. I explained to my clients that I want to grow my business. And in order for me to do that, I, I need them to trust me and work with one of my team members. And they took them all over. I, you know, I only lost one client from that. And it was one of those clients that I probably should have fired years ago. <laughs> um, and I, from that point I grew, you know, to seven stores and then a master with 50, 50 units. And I always thank him, you know, for kind of hitting me over the head a little bit um, at that time. Cause I needed it, you know, I needed it. I was just right. stuck in this, uh, working in my business, but um, that, so for me, I would say there was a lot of books, but that was one that I will always say is probably one of the more impactful ones and just completely changing my course in business, you know, <laughs> great story. I love it. Thank, Thank you for you. sharing that. Um, are there any apps or computer programs that you use that you would say is a great hack for, for business? Ooh, that's <laughs> probably the best one for me. And you got to realize, you, you know my schedule, but I probably, so I might have 15 or more calls in a day sometimes. And I was getting the, it's a, it's a, a simple one. And I'm seeing it more and more. I think you use it too, but I was getting to the point where I was sending an email to, you know, I've got a hundred cans in the process every month, just sending an email to them, asking them what time was good for to get on my calendar. They'd swing back with two or three times. I'd swing back with one that would work. And before you know it, three or four emails would pass. And there was just so much time involved with that. So um, I moved to this Calendly application 
no. that allowed them just to jump into my calendar and I could block off time, you know, that is available for, for calls for candidates or that type of thing. It's been a dream for me. I can't even tell you how many hours I've gotten back in my schedule just because of that one little application. So it's, it's wonderful. I totally agree. Yeah. No. Great. It's a great little hack and, and it's so <laughs> simple. I, you know, you're crazy if you're not using it. I don't care what your business is. Mm-hmm. It just makes things so convenient yeah. and it's professional and you can, yep. You know, you could program it so it's personalized yep. and it sends out reminder emails and it's just fantastic. So yep. great, great hack there. Yep. What's one myth about franchising that you would like to bust right here and right now? I'll tell you one that comes up for me a lot. I would say that one of the bigger myths is that people that buy franchises are already in business for themselves or are own, they own other franchise concepts or they're entrepreneurs. False. (laughs) I would, and that, you know, corporate executive types are not the, not the candidate for this. I would say 90% of our candidates are are probably executive types and it kind of, uh, and we love them. Uh, And it kind of leads back to what I was saying earlier about following the plan. Um, Sometimes the entrepreneurs, if you will, um, that have their own businesses, they, they come with a lot of pre-existing notions about how the business should be operated. And so we almost have to kind of reprogram them or sometimes they're just not good operators. Um, the executives are great because they don't know any different. They don't have any, anything other than the plan. So that's, you know, what they do is follow the plan and they've done that in, in corporate America. And so they tend to be phenomenal operators for us. And so when I get people that come to discover day and we kind of share a little bit and we go around the room, if we've got, you know, 30 groups and they realize that, Oh my gosh, just about everybody in here is just like me. Right. I'd say that's um, one of the bigger myths. I would say that people just assume that, okay, if I'm going to buy a franchise, I, I already have to have some business ownership. That's why you look at a franchise mom because they've already spent the last, you know, five or more years or whatever it's been to figure out that blueprint so that you can make money so much faster, you know, right. um, Amen to that. That's a, that's, and that's a really good one. Um, I'm sure there's a stat somewhere. Somebody has it, but I'm going to estimate more than 90, probably close to 95% of people that own franchises just came out of corporate America. They never owned anything before, yep. including myself. You know, I worked for the transit system in New York for yep. 13 years before I bought my first franchise. I had zero franchise experience. And the president of the company that I owned back then was like my mentor, like, like you had yep. and taught me lessons that I, you know, teach my kids, you know, I mean, it's just really that kind of family, there's family values in franchising that people never really ever talk about. And, and it's, it's a family in that franchise unit, very unlike corporate America where people are stabbing you in the back so they could, you know, get the position right. here. Everybody's helping you. Even your fr- you know, franchisee in the next territory, your fellow franchise owner, is going to help you because they want you to do well because you're all building equity in the same brand. Exactly. That, that's really important to understand. Mm-hmm. So, Lance, I want to thank you for being on the Franchise Academy. What's the best way for folks to get in touch with you? Oh, f- phone or email. Um, I'm pretty accessible. My f- put my phone number out there. It's 949-370-7093 or lance at exponential.com. Yeah, very cool. I'm going to have all that on the website, thefranchiseacademy.com, all of Lance's information. If you want to learn more about Exponential Fitness or any of the eight verticals, reach out to me, and I'll be able to give you some background, and then I'll hook you up with Lance and his team, and uh, we'll teach you about franchising. Uh, No obligation to buy anything. 
but you know, it's all about learning and we're all about teaching. So Lance, I want to thank you so much for being on the Franchise Academy and uh, we'll have you back again and we're going to bring Anthony Geisler in yeah. and we're going to bring your team in one at a time from every brand. We all already right. had Lindsay Junk on from, from Yoga 6 and we had Ryan on from Cycle Bar and got Lou coming up and hopefully we're going to have Ramon from Cycle Bar. Not so Cycle Bar, from Row House. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so many it. things happening. But I really appreciate your time, buddy. Oh, man, it's been my pleasure. Always, always fun with you, Tom. Thank you for the time. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, talk to you in a bit. Bye-bye. This has been another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. For more info, go to our website, thefranchiseacademypodcast.com. Remember to subscribe to Tom Scarta's YouTube channel for educational videos on franchising, education, insight, and inspiration. 